Hi, remember me? I'm back. Well, for a little bit, and then I'm going to leave again, and then I'm going to come back. But hi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss talking to all of you. I hope you're doing well and thriving and staying healthy and loving your loved ones and going on walks when you need it and masturbating if you want to and whatever you need to do to get through each day in this crazy world we're living in. Uh, so I just wanted to say real quick hi and to let you know that I am getting married this week. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be a bride. It's crazy. I never thought I'd get married. I don't even know if I like wearing white. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I believe in the institution itself and one man forever. It's been complicated. But I do know that I love my partner of 10 years. And during the pandemic, we started talking about moving out of Chicago and buying a house. And he said, yeah, I'm so I'm not going to move across state lines with you and buy a house as your boyfriend. So it's time to put a ring on it. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> and so we started going to couples therapy and intimacy therapy and talking about our relationship. And our therapist had us talk about how love was first modeled to us. And for me, that was watching my parents. And they were married for 37 years. And I thought they were best friends. They laughed a lot. They were beautiful. They were funny. They were thriving. They supported each other until they didn't, until their marriage didn't work anymore, and until they... Uh, grew apart. And I learned later that there were, you know, other issues as all relationships have. And my dad and my mom separated when I was in my, my late 20s. And I was like, well, it, if they can't make it and this idyllic relationship or the, this relationship that I thought was so perfect isn't successful, why would I do it? Why would I ever do it? And I still don't like wearing white. And my dad eventually fell in love with a new woman, an amazing woman, his wife, um, Margaret, and my mom did not. My mom got sicker emotionally, mentally, physically, dealt with neuropathy, addiction, almost lost the ability to fully walk, and became a hermit. And I, I knew my mom was never going to love again. And it was hard. It was hard to watch that. It was hard to watch my dad move on and love someone else and be happy and my mom get worse. And I remember thinking, you know, when I look back on my 30s and uh, I look back on the time my mom was alive in those later years and I thought, I, well, I definitely don't want to get married because I don't know how to navigate my mom's trauma. If you go online, you can read all these articles about what the mother of the bride is supposed to do. It's help you find your dress, manage your heirlooms, do the guest list for you, plan your shower. Um, wrangle you at the party, be there for photos, go to your fittings, all these things that, the, that Google and our world tells us your mom's supposed to do. And my mom could barely stand in those later years. She was really angry and sad. And I didn't, I couldn't imagine her coming to a ceremony or even wanting to if my, if my, you know, family was present or her not even being able to help plan a shower because she was too sick. And I'm not saying I'm alone in this journey. I know that others struggle with this, but I, I never really thought about it that way. Like, oh, well, that's really, really why I didn't want to get married. There was so much trauma around my mom and I'd have to navigate that while I was supposed to be having this most, the most joyful time of my life. And as I start looking ahead to my weekend where I am getting married, 
now in my early 40s to my partner of 10 years on the patio of my grandma's nursing home. Yeah, I like to say it's every young girl's dream. And it's going to be my, my, my mom's mom, who's 95. It's her nursing home. It's going to be a really small ceremony. My dad, his wife, John, Jonathan, my fiance's mom, and his brother, and his wife. And my grandma gets a plus one, her best friend, Joni. Adorable. Uh, my grandma got her hair done. She's going to wear a new top from Black and White Market with butterflies on it. And she's borrowing earrings from a friend. It's adorable. And we're going to be on the patio. And I'm sure I'm going to wave to the residents who are watching from their windows while I'm doing my vows. And we'll have a little shrimp, we'll have a little wine, it'll be really, really charming. But navigating this new journey with a dead mom is a totally different kind of trigger. Because all the things I had already thought about before, like the shower and the fitting and the wrangling of people in the heirlooms and all those things that she should be doing, she's not here, so it was easy. I was like, well, she's not here. So great. Who's coming to get my dress with me? Who's going to, is someone going to plan a shower? Cool. Thanks. Won't be my mom. Oh, I'm at the court. I'm at the city clerk's office like I was last week. And I asked, you know, where my mom was born so they can put that on the wedding certificate. And I don't know. I just said, oh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. And the city clerk said, well, uh, can you text her and ask? And I said, well, no, no, because she's dead. And the woman was mortified and embarrassed. And I said, no worries. But now, you know, like that can be a trigger for people, but no problem. And I wish I'd made the joke that like, I can't text her because I'm not sure if she has her cell phone on her, but I wasn't witty enough in the moment. And, and Jonathan, my fiance just pulled up my mom's obituary on his phone and said, Pennsylvania, she was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we laughed about it because what another trigger (laughs) pulling up an obituary at the clerk's office while you're trying to get your wedding certificate your obituary of your dead mom so you can find out where she was born. Just triggers abound, moments abound, and I just move through them. I was trying to find a wedding photographer and I was on a bunch of sites and a lot of wedding photographers say, "Um, I'm here to help you get that beautiful first look with your mom. And I'm like, next? Um, I just move through it. I just, I don't let it affect me, right? Because I I know it's going to be triggering or I know it's like hard and we're supposed to be all mom, 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 mom while we're getting married. And I don't even have the option. She's not here. So no trigger, no problem. I can move through that. Until recently, when I realized I really wanted to wear blue, because I I do kind of like those traditions of something new, something blue, something borrowed, something old. I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, is it going to be my shoes? Is it going to be my underwear? Is it my garter belt? What is it? And I realized, well, maybe it could be my eyeshadow. That'd be fun. And I recently came upon some of my mom's old uh, memorabilia, like her baby album and pictures from college because we're moving. So I was going through a bunch of bins and I found her wedding album and I opened it up to the first page and there she was in this beautiful, almost gown-like dress with beading on it and a hood and a crown type headpiece with jewels on it and blue eyeshadow, just a beautiful light blue eyeshadow and I was sitting on the floor of my house and I just, I just lost it completely. I thought, oh, oh, that's a new trigger. <laughs> Looking at my mom a month before my wedding, 
and realizing, oh, subconsciously, I've seen this photo. Like subconsciously, I mean, I know I've seen this years ago and I just didn't even think about it until now that maybe I want to look like my mom on my wedding. Is that creepy or charming? I don't know. But the moment was so profound and beautiful. And I thought, yeah, I mean, I don't want her headdress and her crown and there's too many jewels on her dress, but blue eyeshadow. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And when I go to that nursing home this weekend and I I follow the path to the back of the nursing home and I go around the dumpsters that are back there and I enter through the charming little wooden doors and I walk into the courtyard and see my grandma for the first time and she sees me. I hope that I stay present in the moment and I honor my grandma who's looking at me in blue eyeshadow and I'm looking at her my mom's mom, who's still alive. And I can honor her, the woman who's here, and me, my mom's daughter, who's getting married without her here. She doesn't have a say in it. It's happening without her, whether she likes it or not. And I hope that my grandma will smile at me and we will hug and have a glass of wine and then I will turn to the love of my life and take out the words till death do us part because we're not promised anything in this life. My mom wasn't, my parents weren't, none of you are. And I hope I just continue to choose him every day and celebrate the love that we have. And remember that it's about us, which is a lot of the advice I've been given. Don't let that day be about your mom and her blue eyeshadow. It's about you and Jonathan. Your mom has a whole podcast about her. This is your day. So enjoy it. Next time I talk to y'all, I'll be a married woman. I can't wait. Speaking about some of that advice that was given to me around my wedding, before I leave you, I wanted to play a short clip from a conversation I had with my dear friend Lauren about her wedding, which was a few years ago, and her mom had to attend the ceremony virtually because she was too sick to attend in person. And I asked Lauren for some advice. I said, what, what do I do on that day? You know, won't I be like really sad and won't all this stuff be coming up and what's going to happen? Give me some advice. And she said, Dana, make sure that day is about you and Jonathan. It's not your mom's day. It's your day. Remember that. So here's a clip from that conversation. And I really do look forward to talking to you all soon and to come back with a new season. I am working on some new episodes right now with uh, amazing people. And I am also working on a retreat experience that we are going to be offering for the fall of 2022 in October for two nights in Antioch, Illinois at Cypress Resort on the lake. Um, in cottages, surrounded by nature. I want to sit around a fire pit. I want to look up photos. I want to collage. I want to journal. I want to talk. I want to laugh. I want to drink wine or tea and go on walks and process maternal loss and feelings of shame or anger or regret or sadness around your relationship with your complicated mom who's either living or who's past because those are feelings and those are things that I have been navigating for a long, long time. So I know what it's like to feel like your mom is gone while she's still here on earth. Um, so this is a retreat experience for people who are feeling some sense of like 
unease and unrest around maternal loss. And it's also going to be really joyful and full of love and, and humor and healing and open heartedness, open heartedness. Yeah, I said that right. So click the link on in the show notes so you can get on our uh, email list and get updates about the new season and about this retreat experience in October of 2022 at Cypress Resort. Go check them out. They're one of my favorite places on earth and the owner is magical. So more to come. I can't wait to talk to you soon and be well and wish me luck on my wedding day. Oh my gosh. It's so weird to say that. (laughs) So weird. Take care. I had the same relationship with my, or very similar, obviously, relationship to my grandmother as you do with yours. Mm-hmm. And she didn't live quite as long, but they, I would have, I mean, it was like a second mother. She was yeah. like a second mother to me. And I, but I think you have such an interesting story in that you've lost your mom, but still have your grandmother. Yeah. Like that is my an interesting. Mom. Yeah. And I asked her recently, I said, I, th- I think I shared it on Instagram. Like I said, what, do you have any advice for me? I looked at my grandma and I said, you know, do you have any advice for me as I get ready to get married? You know, and she looked right at me and said, no, because you're you're old enough. Like, you're grown. You know what you're you know, doing. You know what you're doing. And I thought, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? How dare you? You got nothing you have nothing about, you know, love and commitment. Respect. Owning a house and respect and laughing together and listening to each other. And she just was like, no, you, you're, you're grown, you know? And then later emailed me and said, because my grandma still emails. That's right. Oh, that's 90, amazing. She can't open attachments. That's a that's that's difficult. I don't like opening attachments either. <laughs> Same. But she goes, I'm so sorry I didn't answer your question. Oh. Yeah, I'm still thinking about it. Oh. So maybe on the day she'll oh, me to offer you something. It's all about <laughs> dinner. I don't know. Her advice yeah. would be like, don't let him cookie broccoli. I don't know what it's going to be. But she said, I'm going to keep thinking. And I was like, okay. So oh, I don't I know. That. And I said to her, and I, I've asked her, like, tell me about my mom on her wedding day. And she said, oh, she wasn't difficult. She was not a diva. She kind of described a little of that, you know, saying, nice. that's great. She was, there was no drama. And I was like, okay. I just think like honoring your mom kind of in the moments before. Okay. Might be, might that, feel. Yeah. That would be my I need advice. your advice. I need your. I, that would be my advice. It's like, there's a moment of communion with her, maybe just thinking about her or maybe looking at her pictures of her on her wedding day. I think that's, you know, mm-hmm. you're jumping into the future, really. The choices you make are very, it is very optimistic to get married. Hmm. And speaking as someone who, you know, in time, very times in my life, I've been quite a, a realist or a, maybe even a cynic. Um, and so having, well, having a baby is the ultimate um, in optimism, but getting married is the same, right? And allow yourself to take a step forward. You know, unfortunately, like though she's with you in spirit, she is part of your past, right? And yeah, don't let it be about her. This is about you and Jonathan, right? And she's already, you're her daughter. That's the other thing I thought on my wedding day. Everything, you know, so much about me is her. So she's still here. You know, she's here. She's here. <laughs>